When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think I think ultimately they'll be fine in the grand scheme as far as a regular season. When they it, when it comes to, six. they got to get a top six spot. Yeah, that I think they'll get it. And I mean, I think ultimately when it comes to the playoffs, they they I mean, they probably do. They need to fill that role of that other creator somehow, right? Like you made a good point earlier. You said like 2015, 2016, they didn't really have it, right? But I also just feel like at that time period in the league. They didn't need it as much as they would possibly need it now just because all the other ten contenders now are built to kind of guard the Warriors in that way. Like, they're, they're built to kind of take the motion off and stuff away. So it, it turns into Steph, high pick and roll, you know what I mean? And if he the way he did it against Boston, it's like, okay, like, that's all we needed, right? Um, but I do think just to take the burden off of him, that would help to just have somebody that you can just throw the ball to and say, look, you don't need to come off a screen or like that. You can just take your own man and score or create some type of advantage. But where other than that, that hmm? where are they getting that from? I know you're saying trade, but I just it could be available via trade. I mean, if it's if it's not, it has to be some combination of Chris Paul and Jonathan Kaminga. It has to, it has to be somewhere in the roster where it's like the motion off and stuff ain't working. We know Steph can get his own bucket. Somebody else got to be able to at least get a bucket for somebody for for another teammate or for themselves late in the games against these other talented teams because these other teams are going to have two, three guys that can do it. Um, and I think it's just an advantage that they are, or it's it's a disadvantage that they can't get that. Right? It's a it's a risky disadvantage if they can't get that, and you're just banking a lot on Steph being Superman. No, for real. And I look, we've always talked about that. I'm just like, y'all talking all this shit about Jordan, but you're going to miss him on some level. You know, it's like, mm. and I, and like, I made the point to someone too. I was like, look, Jordan wasn't, you know, cause someone's like, this is why I trained Jordan. And I'm like, look, Jordan wasn't the level. Well, at least last year, he wasn't playing like that anyway. So mm. not in the playoffs, but we know that he does have the ability to do that. And I'm just saying, that was always like, okay, you're giving that up with Jordan and you did, you did make the bench better, but then you're back to a situation where you don't have another person like that. Right. And I mean, it's supposed to be Chris Paul, which is like, okay, if this is Chris Paul from like two years ago, for sure. But even if it's Chris Paul from two years but ago, are they relying on him, as him creating for himself or just creating for others? Well, if it's Chris Paul from two years ago, he could do both, but now it's more so like, he's just like a facilitator. Now he doesn't even want to shoot as much anymore. But even if he was the guy who can hit his own shot and create for others, you're giving up something on the other end with just the size dynamic, right? right. Like he's a good defender for his size, but there's ultimately you you need it can, it can help to have more players that are six six and above, you know, against all these bigger teams. You're just 
running a risk when you're doing it with those guys. So you hope Jonathan Kaminga can develop into somebody who can just bail out offense. I don't see that happening. You know? But we don't see that happening, right? So it's like I don't see that happening this year. But I feel like yeah. if you try to like bring in someone now for a trade, I I just don't see that all falling in line because to me that's a key guy. It's not like some for sure. It, it it's not like a oh it's good you kind of have this guy coming off the bench and you mm. know it's not like you have a to um, pick everything up yeah it's not you like a um what what's what's the guy Reggie over in a um Denver? on the Nuggets Reggie Jackson yeah like someone like a Reggie Jackson is like okay like he's coming off their bench but you see how they've thrown him into the starting lineup and he's had like you know like mm. someone like that's a little different he's a vet coming off yeah. the bench but that would even something like but they're not getting a guy like that any of the trades we're talking about or at least that i've heard packed up that's a major you're bringing in a starter yeah you're bringing yeah. in a starter and you're bringing in someone who immediately leaps to like second in the hierarchy on offense right um like that's a huge change and that's but, a lot of like egos to, like you, that to me that's just not something you can do mid-season with this team yeah, and it, it could be something where it's like, all right, like the Wiggins trade, we did it midseason. It didn't mean anything for that season, but it might mean something for next, which is like, damn. But I, I feel like you do that when you're giving up hope of winning this season. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't I mean, think like, you I do it in a season when you have a chance. And I feel like at this point, they don't have the ability to throw away Steph seasons. They've already done that, like, more than once already. For sure. I mean, I think there's risk associated with everything. But once you get to the trade deadline, you look, you say, well, are we eighth right now? Are we, you know, where are we in the standings? How are we playing? Are we trending up towards what we're supposed to be looking like with this specific roster? If those answers are no, then you got to take a definitely got to take a look. At Agreed. That. If they're still meddling like this. Yeah. Then yes. like, yeah. We, we probably don't got it this season unless we. You know, we probably just don't got it this season. So let's just get ready for the next season or at least just go forward with a with a move that can set us up for the rest of the season to change or next season, something like that. So um, and I do think when you look up and down this roster with the depth that they have at every position or most position, like if you trade, let's say X, Y, and Z player, you know you have another player behind that guy that can reasonably fill in for the role of whoever goes out, right? Like, we can all agree Draymond is pretty irreplaceable. Steph is Steph, you know, but beyond that, I feel like Clay is in that, in that category as well, but a lot of other people don't. But beyond those guys, everybody on this roster... Like even if Clay is irreplaceable in terms of, like, his own gravity and spacing that he provides, I still feel okay if you put Moody behind Clay. Not, like, as good... Mm -hmm. Yeah, depending on who the guy that you bring in is, right? I mean, I. I but I mean, I even like right now, like if there's a game that Clay can't play or something, and they give Moody the start, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. When you say someone behind them, that's all. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like there's not even. It, it's not the same levels. I want to be clear. It's not the same levels, Clay. But I just feel like there's no one you can offer behind Steph or Dre. Like I feel like those two right. are just absolutely no one. one. Yeah, absolutely no one. Um. I mean, you might even kind of throw Dario in there because he's the only big that can shoot. But um, obviously, you can just find, depending on who you bring in, 
if you bring in a big that can shoot, now Dario becomes less valuable um, as far as like the scarcity of his skill set on the, on the roster. But yeah, so knowing that you have a bunch of guys who can do a lot of the same things or at least approximate the same value, it makes you a little bit more, I wouldn't say a, a little bit more secure in the fact that you can bring in a new guy and still not miss or at least not, you know, have a void left by the guys you send out, depending on who they are. Um, so I think this is why they brought Chris Paul in, a part of the reason. I mean, Steph and those guys wanted him, but also his contract is very tradable. And this, you can you can pivot off of it at any moment. And it, you know, it doesn't affect you long term. And a lot of teams might be find it attractive because it's expiring and all this type of stuff. So that's always been an option for them. And I think it just might have to continue to be an option. Like they got to keep their options open. I just don't see some of these trades where people talk about Wiggins to Toronto. I don't think, yeah, and I don't think Masai is doing that. I think the only player that the Warriors have who Masai would even be remotely interested in is Jonathan Kaminga. Right. I mean, Wiggins makes $24 million, So most of the trades for the guys that they would need to fill this void are not making $24 million. And his contract plus Kaminga's contract is only like 30 So those guys aren't really making 30 you know what i mean like marketing is making 18 he's a guy that if, if if they got marketing i would feel very confident in them being a championship team either this season or next season but i don't think wiggins is the piece that you need to move in these scenarios because the role that he that he fills you know the team is just better if you keep wiggins if that makes sense so like, who who is it i mean it, it has to be cp3 the contract the 30 million right we know that but the young players they have that teams would be interested in are i think i still think even though as well as moody is playing i think more teams would be interested in jonathan coming still for sure and it has to be jonathan i mean like love jonathan i think he's been misused and i think it's unfortunate the way that his career has gone so far as far as like Right, but I'm just is that enough? Like, I don't think like you're like CP3 people were taking that because it's an expiring, but like, mm -hmm. is Jonathan Kaminga and the CP3 expiring enough to get you the player that you need? You got to throw in picks, you got to throw in first rounders. They got first rounders throwing, yeah, they got them. I think there's a cap to how many they can throw in. I think they can throw in a maximum of two, maybe three. But if you throw a, a distant first rounder out there. It might be value. Teams might say, "Okay, in in four years, Steph's going to be, I don't know, thirty nine. That first round pick is pretty valuable, right? Because the Warriors are probably going to not be that good around that time. So if you throw that in along with a guy who can immediately help rebuild whatever you want to rebuild, like Jonathan, and then you have a contract that you can just do away with with Chris Paul, I think it's pretty attractive package. But it's a matter of if those teams think it's attractive and if other teams have a better offer than the Warriors offer." Um, so I don't know. I mean, I would be all in on the Utah thing. I'll be all in on Laurie Market and I wanted him this summer. I wanted JP. him has his name who been I mean, I think I saw some type of rumors about like the, the Jazz aren't going anywhere, so they might just try to pivot off of the big contract guys and just go complete rebuild. Um also Laurie Market is dead in the middle of his prime. Like I don't think he wants to waste away in the on the jazz. So 
he could become available. He only makes 18 million, but he only makes 18 million next year as well, which would be like a huge contract. Like he's well above that contract. Like he's closer to 40 million dollar player. Um, which will probably be much easier to help you re-sign Clay at a number that makes sense and stay under the second apron. So I'll be all in on marketing. The whole Toronto thing, who knows what Messiah Ujiri is going to ask for Siakam or something like that. But I think he's another player that would put them dead center in contention, like legit title contention for this year and next year. So it's just a matter of what do they look like at the trade deadline it's from a record standpoint, from a performance standpoint. And, you know, like how available are those guys at that point in time? Right. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. We recapped, told you what we think, looked ahead. They play their next game on what day versus Portland? Wednesday? Wednesday. They got a long time to get this, to get it right. Yeah. So until next time, guys, we appreciate you tuning in with us. Make sure you are subscribed to Golden Spaces. Uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. You can find us under 95.7, the game's YouTube channel. You should be subscribed to them as well. So that way you get the notifications when we drop a new episode. Leave us a positive review. Leave us a five-star rating. We appreciate you so much. Take care.